Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Business from Wired. Where are those shoes you ordered? Check the ocean floor. More containers have fallen off ships in the past four months than are typically lost in a year. Blame heavy traffic and rolling waves. By Ariane Marshall. Since the end of November, this is some of what has sunk to the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. Vacuum cleaners. Kate Spade accessories. At least $150,000 of frozen shrimp. And three shipping containers full of children's clothes. If anybody has investments in deep-sea salvage, there's some beautiful product down there. Richard Westenberger, chief financial officer of the children's clothing brand Carter's, told a conference recently, You can blame the weather, a surge of U.S. imports tied to the pandemic, or a phenomenon known as parametric rolling. All told, at least 2,980 containers have fallen off cargo ships in the Pacific since November in at least six separate incidents. That's more than twice the number of containers lost annually between 2008 and 2019, according to the World Shipping Council. Shipping companies tend to blame the weather. The Maersk Essen, which lost 750 containers while sailing from China to Los Angeles in mid-January, experienced heavy seas during her North Pacific crossing, Maersk said in a statement. The company didn't respond to Wired's questions. The Maersk Eindhoven experienced heavy weather in mid-February that contributed to a shipwide blackout in the middle of a storm. It lost 260 containers. The one Apis bound for the port of Long Beach from southern China lost more than 1,800 containers during what the company called gale force winds and large swells in November. That's expected to prove one of the costliest losses ever. The tough weather has been exacerbated by rising traffic in the U.S. U.S. container imports grew 30% in December, compared with the same month a year earlier, according to the IHS market. It's a boom in import cargo beyond anything we've seen before, says Lars Jensen, the CEO of Sea Intelligence Consulting, which advises clients in the container shipping industry. That's led to a shortage of containers, particularly empty containers, stuck in North America when they're needed in Asia. So it's possible that shippers have pressed older, well-used containers into service, which are more likely to have defective or corroded lashing or locking mechanisms, says Ian Woods, a marine cargo lawyer and a partner with the firm Clyde & Company. Then you've got tired crews. 
Stretched by the extra work, so they're not able to pack and secure the containers as well as they would if well-rested. Plus, the ships are packed. Not only do we have large vessels, bad weather, but we have in many cases vessels that are chock-a-block full, says Jensen, the shipping consultant. A full shipping container can be the length of four football fields, able to carry as many as 24,000 20-foot-long containers stacked five or six high. These are more likely to experience a phenomenon called parametric rolling, a rare but scary violent motion that can send blocks of containers tumbling to deck or into the sea. Parametric rolling happens when the time that passes between two adjacent waves suddenly lines up with the natural roll frequency of a ship, something that's more likely to happen in bad weather. Adrian Onus, a professor of naval architecture at the Webb Institute, calls this a heart attack of design, difficult to detect when it's beginning, and then devastating. On board, parametric rolling feels like abrupt, terrifying side-to-side movement, which quickly changes from just a few degrees to up to 35 or 40 degrees in each direction. Parametric rolling is a bigger deal in container ships than other vessels because they're designed to move goods quickly across the ocean. As a result, the container ships aren't always that stable, says Onus. Add six stories of containers to 35-degree rolling motions— and you get extremely fast acceleration at the top of the container stack. Containers aren't secured to withstand such forces, Onus says, so they begin to fall. In general, parametric rolling is rare, but a full container ship is more likely to experience the phenomenon, says Onus, which means that right now, the conditions are ripe. Designing a ship to be less susceptible to the rolling and training crews to interrupt the motion would cost the industry in time and money. The International Maritime Organization, which is in charge of creating seaworthiness standards, has been considering the issue. It will likely be months and maybe even years before anyone knows exactly what happened to the container ships in the Pacific. The investigation process is still underway and will be a long process, says Michael Hurd, the director of the Recoveries and Cargo Casualty Department at the marine insurer W.K. Webster, which is involved in many of the recent cargo loss incidents. Some cases will likely lead to lawsuits, he says. He declined to comment further. In the meantime, engineers will pore over every bit of data about the incidents with lawyers for the shipping lines, the insurance companies, and the companies whose goods were lost looking over their shoulders. Regulators should be interested too, says Jensen, the consultant. Might some rules about securing containers to ships need reevaluating? You'll have a lot of people keenly interested in why this is happening, he says. So, what else might a deep sea diver find? A maritime trade analyst from FreightWaves, the logistics and supply chain data firm, suggested to a trade publication recently that other companies that suffered losses included IKEA, Williams-Sonoma, Adidas, Puma, and the children's toy company Hasbro. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com business. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. 
Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.